Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here in studio and I am so excited to have a dear friend, a person that I respect and admire, and our new Putnam County Emergency Management Agency Director, Mr. Brandon Smith. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, sir. Thanks for being here. I'm happy to be here always. Everything going good? Yes, sir. So far, so good. Well, I, you're here. You've been on before. You're always bringing good knowledge. But, I, you know, things have happened in the last couple of weeks or last couple of months, I guess you'd say. It's been over a month since your official appointment uh, at the EMA. And uh, I want to talk about that and talk about the transition. But, of course, talk a little bit about your experience. And, I, you know, so Mayor Porter calls me and says, uh, Tyler's getting ready to retire. Uh, and, and, well, not retire, but step away from the director position, right? Correct. He's got a couple more years to retire, I think. Yeah, so, he's, which I know that makes you feel good. I'm hoping to convince him for at least five to ten. He's I don't think he's he, not buying it. I don't think he's, he's going, really not buying it. I don't think he will stay that no, long for it. No, he's not buying it. Uh, but Tyler is has been around uh, what almost thirty years, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he's at over thirty years. Over thirty, he's, he's been around. He's been the director for twenty eight. So he's he's done a lot, seen a lot, and he's trying to chill out a little bit. And he and Mayor Porter talked and he said hey i'm ready to step back a little bit and and let brandon take over and mary porter called me wasn't asking for my blessing just talking to me about it and i said well you'd be crazy not to put brandon there he's born for this job I appreciate he's that. made for this and and you are based on your experience and all you've been through i still think of you as a young man uh because me too we're the same age <laughs> roughly and so i think of you as a young man but you've been with the county how long you been with the county now uh 24 years coming up on 25 well actually coming up on the end of 24 yeah well, how old were you when you started 18 18 yeah i actually started emt school when i was 17 years old and still in high school i was uh one of the last two people, myself and Brent Dyer, were the last two people that the state let attend the first part of EMT school while we were still in high school. I don't think that's a badge of honor. I think they were trying to tell us something by us being the last ones they ever let do it. But started <laughs> school when I was 17 and finished, uh, came out as a 911 dispatcher like three days after my 18th birthday. Uh, we can't handle me anymore, Brandon no, Smith, right? No, that bar set pretty low. Why did they change that? Do you know? I have no idea. Yeah. It's um, and they've actually gone backwards since then because now they're trying to recruit high school students more. So they're trying to get that EMT program in the high school, and there's a couple of pilots running in the state. I was going to say, and this is why you're here because we think of stuff on the fly, and we it's good information. So we all know that emergency management and EMS and public safety in general were having a hard time hiring and finding people, right? So the state is being proactive to try to recruit. Oh, yeah. They've been working on this with the state EMS directors, the national EMS directors associations, the ambulance associations have all been working on this for several years. They've seen this coming for a while. And, and, you know, I was, I was telling you, I was on um, the count on me culture podcast recently, and we were talking about the hiring shortage and the number of people, and you know, the Pew Research Center has been predicting this for decades mm-hmm. that we would start seeing this around, you know, 2020. Well, little did we know what else was going to hit in 2020, and all the things that would come our way that would really impact our workforce. Right. So it's, it's been an issue. Are you now? I know how much you've been involved with our school system with several things, but are you actively involved with recruiting kids in school to come into emergency services? Not anymore. So okay. uh, when I moved away from EMS and moved over to the emergency management side of the house, that's one of the things. Um, that I unfortunately had to step away from. It's the one thing I miss the most about uh, the job that I used to have. Mm-hmm. But when I came over to 911 and EMA, my role was primarily administrative. 
And so I needed to be in the office. I needed to be performing the tasks, doing the technical things that had to be done for both departments. Um, got to do a little bit of PR and still get to do some of that in my role as a director, but um, not near as much as I used to and, and certainly not on the health science side working with kids coming into EMS. Well, the the time you did spend on that is valuable because mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of kids that are working for our county that you uh, recruited basically or worked with in school, right? We have a few, yeah. yeah. And so sure I do. think that's and a several testament. in surrounding counties. Yeah, I think that's a testament to your uh, outreach for to, to young people and trying to help them. And we've talked about that before here, but it's it, you inspire me. One of the reasons I uh, – Join the Putnam Education Partnerships because of you, and so we're we're helping kids, right? Absolutely. So, we'll talk Absolutely. about that later if we get to it. So, you're now the director, and like I said, Tyler stepped back to be the assistant director. I believe Correct. is his title. Yep. We just had a big retirement. Yeah. So tell us about the, the you know Monday night at the commission meeting. We uh, we honored uh, a, a nice young lady. So yeah. tell us about about her career. So Miss Sharon Womack, um, she's. She is just completing. She's getting ready to hit because she stayed part-time. She wanted to retire from full-time work, uh, but she's, we've convinced her to stay part-time on a contract and at least help us transition. I'm hoping to get another five to ten years out of her, too. <laughs> I told her her contract's on a ten-year renewal with a 35-year <laughs> option. She doesn't think that's as funny as I do. But um, So she will. she's coming right up on the 50-year mark, 50 years of service to the governments of Cookville and Putnam County and the residents here, and you just don't hear that. Mm-mm. And so um, the, a great career of just everyone in public safety and everyone in government who's ever dealt with her knows that she is the hub to the spokes. The rest of us get to claim to be a spoke in the wheel, but she is the hub that holds all that emergency planning together, all of the financial documents and things like disaster declarations and all that stuff, and just a wealth of knowledge. Just to sit and talk to Sharon um, you, she's one of those people you can tell when you talk to her that you're in the presence of greatness, but right. she doesn't know it. Right. You know, she doesn't act that right. way. Yeah. But, but just the, the words that she uses and the way that her mind works to think about, okay, well, what's next? I told her the other day, I said, you know, there's several times we'll be in a conversation and we're headed down a path of where we think we need to go. And she'll say, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, what about this? Mm-hmm. And changes the whole dynamic of the conversation and we go in a much better direction. So, um, great experience, great value, and just a a wonderful, genuine person. And you need that type of personality and that professional, right? Sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Because we don't know it all, and and we sometimes think we do, and we don't. We know that somebody else to to kind of help us guide our path and or help us give us ideas. So what I liked about Monday night at the commission meeting and recognize her is, yes, it was the biggest meeting of the year. But that's why I don't know who coordinated it or orchestrated her being there at this at this month. Whether it was you, I think uh, Mayor Porter. Mayor did Porter, that. Uh, yeah, I believe and, that and was give his credit doing. to Mayor Porter. But but he did it at the right night because it happened before the commission meeting started. The committees and so many people were there. Absolutely, and she deserved that. Yeah, she, she doesn't like it. She does not yeah. like the limelight. She does not like the attention. But but she, I I think she, um, I think she respects the the fact that you know what. 50 years is a big deal. It is. And so I don't know how many people were in the room, over 100, and uh, 30, 40, 50 of those are public safety people. I oh, mean, easily. Yeah. You know, you, that she's worked with. Yeah, EMA, uh, EMS, 911, and Sheriff's Office, fire, the, all yep. those people were there, and it was great to see that. So kudos to Mayor Porter and you and, and Tyler and having that done uh, Monday night at the commission meeting and recognizing her. So how are you going to – I know you can't really you – know, how are you going to get somebody in there – 
to, yeah. to fill in the, what she's been doing. For We're us. actually in the middle of the hiring process right now. We've completed round one of the interviews. Um, today we will finish round two of the interviews. And uh, we hope to be able to bring somebody on staff next week. Oh, good. Um, to, to be able to work through the process um, to get them onboarded and still keep sharing on as a part-time contract, um, which luckily the the way that we set it up, there was no increase in our budget for salaries to be able to do that. So that was a smooth transition. Um, even though all of this happened during the budget process, we didn't have to make any abrupt changes to what we were doing that's, there. So that that helps. That's always good to hear as a commissioner too. That makes me happy that there's not a lot of change. On that side, that's you know p- putting you in a bind where you're trying to figure out, well, how am I going to make this work? I need quality people here. Uh, we need this. I mean, obviously, it's an important position at EMA, right? Absolutely. It's what she does. But then you're able to maintain funding to keep her own to help the onboarding process. I think that's great. So you have you, Tyler, and this new person. Is that all the full-time positions you have? That's correct. And that'll be the planning and operations officers okay. is what that so, position and, will and be. And you've already got applicants, obviously. You're going through the second round. So, But – if it don't work out, maybe people listening to the show are interested, they can apply. Um, three full-time people in a department that plays such a big role in what we do as a county as far as emergency services go, emergency preparedness. People obviously – I'm going to get in my soapbox for a minute before we, <laughs> before we get off this. And you can – I want you – but some people don't realize – they think of EMA, they think is emergency response – they don't think about the preparedness part. Yeah. How much time do you spend in preparedness? Seventy-five percent of what we do is is preparedness and uh, and getting all the ducks in a row so that if something were to happen, you know, we we never want it to, but we know that it can. We've seen it happen here many times before. When it happens, we have the smoothest response possible, the smoothest collaboration and coordination among departments, and that we set ourselves up so that we're able to recoup as much of the expense that we had go out to, to work that event or disaster. We get as much of that back from the federal government as we can. And that, that's, the, that's the harder part of the whole thing and, and something nobody really wants to think about is the money. But it can be a significant loss to individuals in the community as a whole. And uh, so I, I often tell people one of, one of our primary functions is we are the business office of the government when it comes to disasters. And, and people don't realize that. They just no. think of you being in a emergency truck with the sirens on going to yeah. a disaster or emergency call, and that's all they think about. They don't think about the the uh, internal controls of how the money comes in from the federal government and you justifying why we're getting that amount of money. And there's a process, and I don't know. It is very detailed. I don't know how much you utilize the mayor's office on that because they are the CFO of our county. They do a lot of that. Yeah, Yeah. and so you had constant coordination and communication with them. There's a lot to go into getting reimbursement back from TEMA and FEMA, and um, that's a lot of your job, really. Yeah, a a lot of it is in understanding – Keeping up with the laws, keeping up with the process is understanding what needs to happen so that if that were to kick off, then then we're able to step off into the middle of it as well. Well, and so I've got you a little while longer, and I do want to get into your your vision uh, as your director. Not that we don't have a good vision now, but people are different. Tyler's been wonderful, and and Tyler's the quiet, <laughs> the quiet uh, teddy bear we like to call, even though he's not big, but he's just quiet, right? Yeah. You're more outgoing, and 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 I've known you for a while, and I love that energy. You're trying you got. to say I never shut up? No, I didn't say that. But your, your face did. The, the energy you have is wonderful, and so it's a little bit of a different feel. Uh, and Mayor Porter's going to adjust to that, even though he knows you very well. But he, he's, there's a new, there's a new person in charge. So we're going to talk about your new position, vision, uh, and then we, we're obviously going to get to the volunteer side of things um, 
and how that volunteer is needed for what y'all are doing. We're here on Local Matters. This has been Rogers. I'm here with Brandon Smith, the newly appointed Emergency Management Agency Director in Putnam County. We'll be back after this break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardy's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Brandon Smith, the Putnam County Emergency Management Agency Director, uh, just appointed at the commission meeting in June. Uh, Mayor Porter is responsible for that position, Brandon, and uh, in county government, the county mayor has department heads that directly report to him, and this is one. Correct. You're no stranger to to, to Randy Porter. Uh, he hired me in 1999. So you've, as long as you've been in the county, you've known him, and you. So you you great work relationship. You were his assistant. Well, you were assistant 91 director when he became mayor, and um, you've known him a while. But his, it's his job to appoint that position. It's his job to appoint Mercy uh, ambulance director, uh, fire chief. That's and then the commission confirms that, and that's just the law. Um, I, I don't know why the General Assembly felt the need, the commission, to confirm an appointment like that. But I've not seen but one time in my 18 years of county government in the Upper Cumberland where the commission did not confirm an appointment by the mayor. And that's the only time I've seen it. However, the commission unanimously appointed you, and you're here, and we're we're happy for that. I know you've been thinking about this role for a while. I know it's been the plan. What kind of vision do you have for EMA for Putnam County going forward? Yeah, I so I, I've been interested in this position since um, since the the ice storm, really, back in 2015. I, I've always had an interest in EMA, but the 2015 ice storm, I got to work in an EMA function. Mayor Porter and Tyler Smith, our director then, um, let me work in a function where I managed kind of the flow of our, our ad hoc EOC that we, we operated in Monterey and um, really got a taste for it, learned a lot of things. Um, got a lot of good experience out of that and then really started kind of honing in that maybe this is where I want to be. And, and Mayor Porter even said something back then. He said, you know, this might be somewhere you want to be someday. Um, I said, I don't know, maybe. Um, it wasn't really where my sights were, but but now that I've seen what it's about, I have absolutely fallen in love with it. And more than any other place in my career, you know, I've, I've gone and, and done my what I thought was my dream job a couple of times now um, one being the public educator for 911 and EMS, one where I was a flight paramedic for Erlanger for a little while. And this truly feels like where God wants me and needs me to be and what I've been designed to do. Um, I may have it all wrong, but it, it truly feels more like home of where I'm supposed to be than anywhere I've been before. And so coming into an agency like Putnam County EMA with Tyler at you know 36, 37 years of experience, Sharon at 50 years of experience, it's a well-oiled machine, 
it's not like coming into an organization where you feel like you need to fix things or you need to change things. Right. Uh, I'm honored to get to come in and, and continue on a legacy that, you know, Colonel Haste and then Tyler's dad, Sam Smith, and Tyler and Sharon have created over the years. So there's not really a lot of vision to change. Um, one thing I would say that I, I think we've talked about internally a lot, I'm more of a technology guy. And I'm really big on technology, but one of the things you have to plan for in disasters is the loss of technology. And so I think there's a really good balance there, just like Tyler and I's personalities really offset each other really well. We have a lot of fun, you know, that mm-hmm. you alluded to um, when the days are good. Now, on the bad days, then then we both have a very similar personality when we need to, to get serious. Um, but just like those personalities offset sometimes, I think – our style of work offsets really well too. And so we complement each other. Um, and neither one of us are afraid to speak up. I, I asked him and Sharon when I first took over the position, I said, what's your expectation of me? Um, and then I said, my only expectation of you is please don't let me screw this up. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I'm asking you. Please don't let me break what you've built. Right. Um, if I, if you see I'm going down a path I don't need to go down, just grab me by the shirt collar and say, hey, I, I don't think I'd do that if I were you. Yeah. I'm going to listen. Yeah. Um, and so, so I'm excited to bring some technology to the table. I'm real big in the GIS mapping software um, and all the, the products that come with that. So I want to bring a lot of GIS mapping into the equation. Um, using our ready op system that we use for communication internal and external, um, the emergency alert system, something I'm in the middle of. So uh, bringing a lot of that to the table I think is a, a good thing, but still having those hard copy, those paper, non-technology dependent systems as a backup for our worst days. Well, and so I can speak to your technology um experience and the way you've helped not only our county but but really region too but and region more so i guess with their 911 and helping other 911 uh throughout upper cumberland but directly with putnam county outside of the emergency side of it you helped me with redistricting two years ago for putnam county and i was you and I probably saw each other more than we you wanted to see me anyway, <laughs> and you're helping me with the GIS and the map, and and so I'm like, you know, Brandon can do it all. He can do the the technology side of emergency communication and management, and then he can do the technology side of mapping for a county uh, district, you know, and, and so you were a great help. So I know you got the ability, and I think that's I think that's awesome that you're thinking ahead on things when it comes to uh, the loss of technology in a disaster. Yeah. And we talked a lot about technology loss during the tornado three years ago and, and, sure. and how that worked. I want to mention something about leadership. Um, you just give me two examples of leadership in a matter of two minutes. As I appreciate our officials in Putnam County, and most of them are really good at being leaders. Uh, you know, Mayor Porter and then Director Smith at the time saw the need to have somebody up there at the ice storm, and they brought you in. And so that was leadership to have somebody. They didn't want to run it on their own. They didn't want to be, you know, they wanted some ideas, somebody to help. And so they, that's what leadership is. You, it's a team, right? That's right. It's not me. I, I'm doing this by myself. And so that, that, that's a testament to them stepping up and saying, hey, you know what? You, you're going to help us here. You can, you can learn and you might want to do this one day. And then you saying to Tyler and Sharon and Ms. Womack, hey, I, I need to know what you think. Well, that's oh, leadership absolutely. too, right? It's not. It's not again. Not a one man show, one woman show. It's I need feedback from you, and true leadership is getting feedback from your team. I think that's just common sense too, and folks who have been doing this for a long time and doing it well, and are known throughout the state and even the, the country in many places. 
for doing an exceptional job in emergency management to come in and think you've got better ideas than that. You're just crazy. Yeah, and part of leadership is empowering people, and, and you as a leader need to empower your employees, but you also need to let them empower you. Yeah. It goes both ways, right? And and, and having that communication, that feedback from them, that's what that does. It empowers you. It helps you. It uh, as you said earlier, with her experience, it opens up an, uh, a different train of thought that there might be a better option, right? So I think that's great. We need great leaders in the county. We need them all over, and that's two examples. So I love the idea of, of the vision being similar because it's worked so well, uh, but the technology side is probably going to help. I mean, it's going to be beneficial to everybody, and you're the man to do it. I guess one of the questions I have, Brandon, is is there a thought to maybe try and adding more people to the EMA office? I think so. I <clears throat> and uh, I think that just comes with the growth we've seen over the last few years more than ever before. Um, I think the GIS mapping is really going to take on a huge role in the county as far as planning is concerned. I know Kevin Rush does a lot of work with it. Um, but but there are just a lot of projects uh, with flood preparation, with terrain and runoff issues, just all sorts of things the GIS mapping can help us with. I think that's something that that would be worth us fleshing out a little more for the county in the future. Um, I think it, it fits naturally in emergency management because that's a bulk of the workflow. That's where you need the help when you need it bad. Um, but then I, I think we also, our planning expectation for our community is increased because we're we're now encountering a lot of folks who haven't grown up here, who don't know the terrain, and, and it's causing some issues when they go out and we have to rescue them or, um, you know, they're not prepared for what this next season brings. And so there's more planning and public education uh, that I would love to see in the years to come as well. I think that's wonderful. Um, and we, I do want to talk about next segment briefly about the opportunities, not only with maybe EMA, but with when your experience with 911 and EMS, how y'all, y'all have utilized interns. And I want to talk about that when we come back. Uh, it's one of the things. And I also want to talk about the the need for volunteers in all aspects of public safety. I'm Ben Rogers with Brandon Smith, the Putnam County Emergency Management Agency Director, brand new appointed director in June, and we'll be back. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here with Brandon Smith, the Putnam County Emergency Management Agency Director. Uh, Brandon's been on before in different capacities, Assistant Director 911, a a, a paramedic and all things in public relations at EMS, and been with me several times. In this capacity, he is now the director of our Emergency Management Agency. And so, Brandon, we were talking about uh, maybe a need for more employees in that office at some point in the future, and you mentioned the need for GIS, and I I know with working and being on the nine one one board and working with you, uh, there there are opportunities uh, the county has for individuals to intern with us and maybe learn some of that skill. Is there anything out there now or coming up where somebody you might be able to intern with somebody? Absolutely, have- yeah. We're <clears throat> we always have opportunities, especially in the GIS realm. Uh, we always have opportunities where there's a project for an undergrad intern. Um, you know, a, a student that's maybe a junior or a senior working on their bachelor's degree in geosciences or earth science, that uh, we can put them on a special project that helps with school safety, helps with, you know, fire safety, flood management. There, there are all sorts of things that we have, and most of those are usually in partnership with Tennessee Tech anyway. Um, so it's a, a really good partnership there. Uh, we just we're finishing up an internship this month, actually, where uh, we had an intern come in, a graduate intern, Noah, and uh, Noah came in and has started building a landscape where we can build 3D models of all of the buildings that are of interest to us, what we call points of interest or or high-value points of interest. Um, So like Tennessee Tech is where he's starting. It's a partnership with Tennessee Tech. It's, It's a great place for us to start because it has all the things that we think about 
with housing and feeding and you know classes and and school stuff. So um, he's built the landscape in a, a system where we're going to be able to go in, take a building floor plan, just a PDF floor plan, lay it down on the map, start drawing it, and eventually build a 3D replica of the building, both inside and outside, and uh, that which is going to be huge for emergency response in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, there's there are always opportunities for for internships. That's huge for several agencies in emergency uh, public safety, right? Absolutely. I mean, all of them can utilize every, that. Every woo-woo agency, as we call it, yes. Yeah, and so I think uh, the county given opportunities. And, of course, Tech, Tennessee Tech, do they have a big school on GIS? And- they, yeah, so they have a concentration in GIS uh, there in Kittrell Hall. Uh, Dr. Lee and, and uh, Dr. Hart have a great program there where they turn out a lot of GIS graduates. So that's good information. So – I want to get back to, you know, earlier in the show, we talked about the need for finding employees to be in public service and EMTs and, and um, uh, you know, even go over to law enforcement. We're doing um, uh, with you and emergency management, 911 dispatchers, there's a need for public safety. And, and sometimes, and we're not the only one, but counties are struggling to find people to come work. Moving from full time employees to volunteers, how is the volunteer. Um, squad looking for uh emergency management do we have enough do we need more and i I know you're probably actively recruiting right we can always use more help yeah so the putnam county rescue squad is is under the umbrella of the emergency management agency and uh it's volunteer organization there's a a a point system points retention system just to basically what ends up happening is at the end of the year you get so many points for every call that you run and you get enough money back to kind of recoup your fuel cost uh, some people, depending on what they drive, they don't even recoup their fuel costs over the year. But it, it's um, it, it's a lot of fun, great way to serve the community. Um, we All we ask is that you have two things. You have a CPR card is one of those things. And the other thing is any specialty that you want to go into. You can be an EMT or paramedic, first responder, and do medical stuff. Uh, vehicle extrication, cutting people out of car crashes. We have the uh, SORT team, our special ops rescue team, which we're going to talk about with some budget stuff mm-hmm. in a minute. But the the SORT team is is our high-angle rope rescue team, our dive team, and our swift water rescue team, as well as our urban search and rescue and trench rescue, structural collapse, confined space, all those special rescue scenarios. And so there are ways for just about anybody who has an interest to get involved. You just have to have a heart for service and understand the emotional impact of what you're getting into. And, and we help folks walk through that. It's not something where we just throw you off into the deep end, so to speak, and you deal with what comes your way. We really try to help folks with that. But um, I think you have to have the understanding that what I'm going to see and what I'm going to do will more than likely change me. Yeah. And so I think there's some people may have a misconception or perception. I don't know what the correct term is about people in emergency management and they don't have a heart. Well, that's the complete opposite to have a heart to agree. serve in public service and to want to do what you do. You have to have a heart. And they say that cause maybe you're just, you know, nothing affects you, but honestly, and, and we don't have to get into it, but I, I've, I've talked with you enough and Mary Porter who used to do this. Uh, used to be in emergency management all the time and, and all that there, it does affect you, right? Oh, absolutely. It takes emotional toll on you and, and the things you see. And I can't imagine. And so there are steps, but even if you're a full-time employee, there's our, our steps in Putnam County to help you through that process. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just, it changes your view of the world, changes the way you look at things, but some of that can be a good thing too, Yeah. because you're, you're more prepared. You take care better care of your family for emergencies and those sorts of things as well. So how does somebody they just need to call the office and say, I want to sign up to be a volunteer? They can call the Putnam County Rescue Squad or they can go to putnamrescue.org okay. and learn more about what we're doing. They can also follow us on social media, the Putnam County Rescue Squad 
or Putnam County Emergency Management Agency. And I would encourage anybody to follow the Emergency Management Agency anyway. We put a lot of information out, severe weather, Mm -hmm. anything that's going to impact our community, we try to communicate through the EMA pages. And I think it's important to say uh, with EMA and the Rescue Squad and other parts of public safety, fire, especially in our county, we do a lot of mutual aid with other counties, right? And that's part of the function. It's not just we're going to take care of our own. If there's a need in another county and we don't have anything going on here that's emergency, you're going to go help. I mean, you've told me stories of going to Fall Creek Falls. Of course, Cumming Falls is right down the road, but it's technically not Putnam County, right? right? It's Jackson County. But you've you've been on those um, to assist. And so that's part of what we do. and, And I think that's important to have that outreach. Absolutely. And and it's important to note, too, that that's reciprocated. Mm -hmm. We don't ever call those other counties that they don't immediately come and help us. You know, if we have something near the county line or, for instance, the tornado when we were overwhelmed, they just showed up. We didn't have to call and ask. They just showed up because they knew we needed help. Yeah, I can't remember how many you told. It's a great region to live in. Yeah, you told me how many showed up. I don't remember the number. Yeah, it was crazy. It was amazing. So let's talk about Monday night. Um, We're not going to get anything that you and I – uh, on the budget don't need to talk about it, it was not a bad night it was just uh it was kind of long um not the longest budget meeting not though. the longest one but it was longer than probably i anticipated as chair of the commission but it was good uh to finally get through the process and i and whether the the tax rates what people wanted or not it's been approved i want to focus on how did this budget help the emergency management and the rescue squad how did that help what you do every day yeah uh so we have a couple of things in this budget that that we put in that were increases, not huge increases, but but were increases over what we're doing. And one of the primary things we're looking at is our sort team, our special operations rescue team, and being able to really put some focus and some finances behind that team, some training, some emphasis and equipment, uh, because that's the team that your rope rescue team, your swift water rescue team, your dive team that people don't often think are used around here, but they're used more often than they realize. And also build out a USAR, urban search and rescue component. So urban search and rescue, confined space, structural collapse is all kind of one in the same. And that would be like after a tornado, after an earthquake, um, where the structures are damaged. Sometimes it's a construction mishap and a structure collapses and people are trapped inside. We've actually had that here before. Um, and so we put some money in the budget to build out that sort team and that USAR concept Um, to have a little bit more capacity when it comes to an event like the tornado or like an earthquake um, or a a major collapse of some kind. Um, And and that's something we used to have years ago, and it's just kind of gone by the wayside. We wanted to really put some some re-emphasis on that, especially after the events of 2020. Um, Along with that, uh, we're enhancing the rescue squad's drone capability, so we're looking at getting a couple UAVs and a trailer to house some of those things in. We go out on a lot of rescues that if we can throw a drone in the air and search an area, it's safer for responders. It's faster for the, the victim or the mm-hmm. patient that we're searching for. Um, in many cases, like after the tornado or, or after an explosion of some kind, you can use those drones to search a large area and use the FLIR and the, the capabilities to see where do we need to go focus our search efforts. Rather than starting at one end and working our way all the way through, we can really find hot spots to, to start checking and looking for folks. And so that's a big component of it as well. Um, they're used a lot for <clears throat> our Swiftwater team. Our rope rescue team would be good examples where from the parking lot, as we roll up on scene, we can throw that aircraft in the air, fly it over, and scout what we're looking at, see what kind of equipment we may need, see what kind of personnel we may need, 
how easy it is to affect a rescue. You know, you get it, state parks are one example, or you get out in the backwoods of some of our county. There may be a better access point to come in from that's safer and a better approach for everybody. We don't know that until you hike all the way down to wherever you're going to perform the rescue, and then you have to send somebody around. With a drone, we can launch that. That's part of our scouting. That's um, a unique tool to use, and it's uh, more efficient. Absolutely. And, and like you said, safer. So let me ask you this before we go, Brandon. That sort team, when you're let's let's say we have a swift water rescue uh, that occurs, you don't have to give me names of people, but who are those people that are on that team? Are they are they volunteers? Are they full time employees? Uh, how, how, what is the makeup of that team? It, it's usually a hodgepodge. So so um, our water rescue team captain is Mike Herrick at the Cookville Police Department. Our sort team commander is Jason Dyer, who's a teacher at Cookville High School, former paramedic. Um, and, and so some of them are EMS employees, some are firefighters, some are volunteers that have other day jobs that have nothing to do with public safety and, uh, just amazing. So anytime interesting point for the public to know, anytime Putnam County goes under a flash flood warning, that team goes on standby and comes into the station to be prepared to respond. So that's, that's good because I was going to ask. That's an automatic trigger. Automatic trigger. So they're coming there. And how much training do they get for these things a year? Oh gosh, they're, they're constantly training every, every couple, three months, they're doing some sort of training and, and staying up on new technologies, new equipment, and just refreshing, you know, on the things that they already know and, and have been doing. That's great. Brandon? I'm confident to tell the public that we are well prepared uh, for emergency, for disaster, and it's because of you and your leadership and your team's leadership, our mayor's leadership, the other public safety uh, uh, department heads. I mean, we're we're a team. We always have been, and I'm I'm proud to say the commission has done a good job of helping you all, and I'm thankful they want to because we need it. Well, I'm honored to be a part of the team. I appreciate you saying that. Well, thank you for your service. This has been Rogers. Been on Local Matters here with Brandon Smith, Putnam County Emergency Management Agency Director. It's flown by. I could do four shows with Brandon. We could talk (laughs) about so much, but he's wonderful, and his team's wonderful. Uh, Thank them for their service if you see them. They're out there helping us, protecting us, and rescuing us in need. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you, my producer, Jake. Remember, it's a lot easier to smile. It is a frown. Make somebody's day. Give somebody a hug. Don't Don't be mean. Be kind. We'll see you next week.